The Vacant House Podcast is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash VHP and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash VHP. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Vacant House Podcast, where thoughts turn into banter. As always, I'm Kyle Bargo, and I'm joined by my co-hosts and fellow goodfellas Hayden Snook and Spike Saltzer. This week, after yet another bachelor party in as many weeks, we've decided to channel our inner party animals and talk about our favorite party games. Whether it's games revolved around drinking or those that just involve casual sipping, I can assure you that some of us will be very, very into them. But before we start... Let's get right into the news. What's up with you guys? Hey, I, I like that. I like the I like the Keemstar reference. Spike, do you know I who Keemstar to. is? I, we've talked about Keemstar a lot yeah. on this, and I still don't know who he is. But yeah, straight reference. That was it. Sounded exactly like him. So I guess I'll start. So as Kyle Bargo had mentioned, we did have some bachelor party festivities, and. I've said on recent podcasts that I have a current ongoing back injury slash pain. And I learned that playing paintball and having a bad back is not a good idea at all because you just have 10 times more pain the next day when you wake up. <laughs> yeah. And that course was brutal too. It was a lot different than the last one we played. Yeah. To oh, where yeah. like You got to think about how every footstep I took, how that affected the way my spine moved. Yeah. Just that terrain was tough altogether, and I felt good during it. I think I think that was because I was out like moving around and mm-hmm. well, you're trying not out, to get shot get, too. <laughs> yeah, and when you and when you get home, then and you rest, your body just kind of seeps back into the painful state it was in, and mm-hmm. it hurts way more the next morning. So yeah. I'm hoping. I can well, he didn't get shot out. much after he uh, ha- after he got that awesome hood on him. Yeah. I know. That that hood was a blessing. So, if you're listening and you don't know, we went paintballing for for yeah for Memorial Day for Jared's bachelor <laughs> party, and I went there and I wore a bright white shirt in the woods, and everyone else had dark colors on, and I was the only truly visible one. Mm-hmm. Everyone else you, you could hide easily, but I would get in in a bush and I would still be the big white blob in the bush. <laughs> And luckily, the guy there had a poncho kind of thing that was a brown and brownish green that blended right into the woods. And the first round of having it, I took down the entire team. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty legendary. He was a cross between Yoda, like with the robe and everything. Yeah. But he had the we always had we had the uh, the masks on, and they look like Darth Vader masks. So I was like, snook straight out of Star Wars. Like he's a mishmash over here. He really is. Yeah, that was I awesome. looked like I looked like I looked like uh, Yoda and Darth Vader had a baby who ate a lot of McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> good lord! How I, how I was explaining paintball to people though this weekend, like I said that it's kind of like all the adrenaline you get, like when playing football or playing any sort of sport, like. Kind of like you said, you're not sore at all in the moment. And then once you're back, like I was just, we all kind of hit the hay whenever we got back to the cabin. 
we were all just kind of beat. But uh, I was trying to explain to people that the course that we did for Brock's bachelor party, I kind of envisioned it was just a flat piece of land and they threw stuff in it. Like they threw like all these different courses on it. And this guy literally was like, you know what? I have acres of woods. I'm just going to put a rope around it. And that's literally what we played in. It was and awesome. It was really, really cool. It was I actually definitely... right. It was way better, like yeah. to have more open terrain. And when I was, what sure. I was saying was, if you because there's what I compared it to was like Call of Duty. So like when we went to Brock's bachelor party, that paintball course that was almost kind of like Nuke Town in a way, where every yeah, we're Rust. Like every mm-hmm. five seconds, you're just gonna see somebody or know where they're at. Whereas this one that we went to for Jared's was much more like open, like wasteland almost. Mm-hmm. And so if you could, if you could have. If you could have a paintball course that had Jared's bachelor party one and then like one of Brock's, like a shorter one, that would make the ultimate paintball course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that, be awesome. that was the only negative with that one was it was always the same place. It was just we were having a hard time finding games that went kind of quick because even we kind of cut the map in half and said, hey, let's let's walk 30 seconds in each direction yeah. and then we'll start. And those matches still went forever. Because there's so much brush and so much everything right. that it just takes forever. And then you can't cross a certain point. So at some point, you're kind of just standing in the same place hoping that you get lucky on one shot. Mm-hmm. I was I was super happy, though, that the guns were more powerful yeah. than the last time. Yeah. It, you could tell that the paintballs were going much straighter because of the, the guns we had. Mm, oh, well, the ones we had last time, yeah, it was that visible curve. Like, you could probably catch a paintball yeah. out of air, out of oh, the air yeah. if you yeah. wanted to. Well, but, yeah. I felt yeah. like I didn't have many unbroken paintballs as I did at the other paintball place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, I. Who knows? Maybe there's another one that's ten times more better than the ones we were at. No, that's a so, good point. Sure. Whenever I got, whenever I pretty much got hit every time, at like one time, at Jared's, uh, the paintballs all broke. But at the other place, and it's crazy because that was at like a a farther distance. At Brock's, yeah. it was all pretty short, but I'm pretty sure like only like two broke on me, and that was because they just hit square on my skin. Well, yeah, we they were remember the last round, Spike, Bargo, and your team were the whole way back at your base, and you and Aaron were shooting randomly into the air, yeah, and one of them actually hit me, and the paint splattered and got me out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I I thought for sure like I, that you guys hit me, you know, I thought you saw yeah. me, but. It, it shot hard enough to actually hit me from a distance. Yeah, just blind shots. But that came back to bite us in the ass because that one game, our entire team ran out of paint. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so we were literally just shooting air, and it was pretty. I think it was pretty obvious to like to you guys. I think Snook, you were out at that point, but I know Spike and Jared and and maybe someone else were were still alive. And me and Mitch were like, he was like, should we just stop? And I was like, no, let's just pretend we're shooting and then hope they run out and then it's a draw. <laughs> but that's awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking of Aaron, uh, not to talk too much more about paintball, but I've never been more mad in my life because, like we said, <laughs> like we said, the, Lord. the first paintball that we went to with Brock's, you saw everyone, you knew ev- where everyone was at. You couldn't really be stealthy. Whereas this, like you're laying down in the brush, like we all had ticks, we all had to get them off of us. Like it became like it was literally like Call of Duty, and your adrenaline's rushing and everything. So I'm slowly creeping up the brush and like. The way that how big the place was, like you could flank on the left and the other team could be on the right and you don't see each other for like 20 minutes, but you feel like you turn the corner and someone's there. Yeah. Um, and the very first map or the very first match, I'm literally creeping around. I crossed the the creek like really slowly, but also fast so that no one saw me kind of deal. And I'm sneaking up behind this brush and I looked to my left. I hear this like little shake 
And I looked to my left and I saw what I thought was Spike. So you and Aaron have similar builds. You have to agree with that. Like fairly, like he's shorter. I mean, I'm definitely yeah. taller. Yeah, you're definitely taller, but but, but it's not but when like you're crunched down like that. You can't tell. Yeah. Right. But I'm not going to mistake like you and Mitch because you just yeah. have very different bodies. So yeah. like I'm looking over there and I see this Happy Valley shirt. And there's someone standing. Aaron was in plain view. Like, he wasn't hiding from anyone. He was just standing behind a tree, and I was behind him. And I was like, holy crap. At the very beginning of the match, Spike, who was on my team, said he wasn't going to move much. And he went the whole way around the map, and now he's flanking back this way. And, and I, kept, kept, I kept going, like, Spike, Spike. And nothing. And I was like, Spike. And Aaron turned around. <laughs> and I was like, dude, is that person up there on our team? And he shook his head yes. And I was like, okay. And I started creeping a little bit. And I just get pelted with paintballs. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, dude. And he's like, you're not on my team. And I still thought it was Spike at that point. So the game ends like five minutes later. And we're walking down. And I go over. And I'm like, yeah, Spike killed me. He came killed me. And you're like, what? I, I was out. Like, I didn't even see you. Or like, you're the last person. Like, yeah, you got shot by someone else. And I was like, no, dude, you shot me. And Aaron turns around. And he's like, oh, yeah, that was me. I'm like what my blade my brain was just completely well it was it was hilarious because no, so like, messed up i i just like don't care like i am 100 gonna camp like that is just mm -hmm. my game i <laughs> yeah. like to, i like to sit and be patient and wait and i could do that forever mm -hmm. so when you came up to me and you were like you did this you did that i'm like bargo you know how i play i don't <laughs> freaking move that wasn't me mm -hmm. When Aaron even said, he was like, I didn't, I thought you weren't on my team, but whenever you said that, you kind of convinced me. And then I was like, wait, he called me Spike. <laughs> so yeah. there's no way that, that he knows that it's me. So I was really, really upset afterwards. Cause I'm, I'm marching through the woods. Like, wow, Spike's a dick. Like <laughs> he, he did all this stuff to me, but yeah, I, I would, I've never been more mad in my life. Cause it's like, that's like the, what you want in paintball, sneak up behind someone like 10, 15 yards, perfect, clear yeah, shot, perfect. just pelt him with like five, 10 paintballs. Oh man, I was so disappointed. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. That's that's a paintball. So, what about you, Spike? Um, what's new with me? Just some Memorial Day festivities. Yeah. Um. So Belleville had their 73rd annual uh Memorial Day parade. It's the longest running parade in Central uh, Pennsylvania, Mifflin County. I know that. Hmm. Um. So it's really cool. It goes right past my house. And they stop at the VFW, which if you know where I live, the VFW is about a football field away from my house. Mm -hmm. So they all go past. I walk up to the VFW. There's a service. And then after the service, there's free hot dogs and uh, like baked beans and all that. And then I go down to the bar and they serve free Miller Lite and Bush Lite till like two o'clock. So it's just a good time, a good tradition in Belleville. And I love to do it every year. That's awesome. What bar? What bars in Belleville? the vfw oh right Duh. yeah so we just go over there walk downstairs and i was with rodney and his his girlfriend and their family so it was, it was a good time i enjoyed it nice did you celebrate Lori's birthday we did oh yeah we how did, how was john uh, wick three john wick three is great it's amazing yeah. uh if you're a fan of the john wick series absolutely i think it's i still think the second one's the best one but this one was i mean they're all just amazing so mm -hmm. perfect uh i'm not a huge keanu reeves fan but this this series is like a perfect movie for him to act in. So I, I love it very much. Very cool. What about you, Bargo? 
So for me, like like we said, we all had Jared's bachelor party, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I loved Brock's bachelor party, but it was nice to have one where we're all just like sitting back and relaxing, and I agree, just doing things that we relaxing normally all do. cool, and then shooting some b ball outside of the school. Absolutely, thanks, yeah. Will. <laughs> you, you, you said the lyrics to the song unintentionally. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you said it, though, that triggered in my mind, so I figured I'd just go with it. Hey, I liked it. Hey, singing's becoming a more typical thing for me on this podcast for some reason. So that's true. Well, that what was the one thing you sang in our music episode? Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, he was like singing like his version of '90s music. It was like yeah. girl coming comes into, into the room, room and cooks me dinner. She cooks me dinner. Oh my god! Him, I've never laughed so hard on the show. I don't think. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, no, we played life. We started on a puzzle and we got the entire outside of it. And then we decided Jared did all the clouds. It was one of the stupid puzzles. It was a thousand piece, but like you can't key on anything. It's one of the puzzles where like you can literally sit there. It's like a grandma puzzle where it's it's a puzzle you get your grandma to last like three years because it's she's not gonna finish it. Yeah. And like Jared was working on the clouds, and like even when he got the clouds, like we have probably three hundred pieces that are all light blue. That's just the sky, and that's literally like you're just picking pieces and hoping they fit together. So I'm glad we, we moved on from that. We played some poker, played a lot of other games. Um, probably my favorite part of the entire weekend was uh, the Specky incidents. Oh, my gosh. Specky was great. So I know we're talking this this episode about all these different party games. Um, obviously, one of the one of the classic games is Pong. And the way I've always played is if you hit a side cup on Pong, it's either dance cup or tit cup. Yep. So... That, that's what I've always played. Well, Aaron said it was spectator cup, so anyone watching the game had to drink, which I kind of like that idea. It's pretty cool. I actually like that idea, too. Yeah, because, I mean, tick cup, you don't want to see. It, it's normally just like Trone or someone pulling their shirt up, and yeah. and you don't even want to see that. Um, and then dance cup is kind of like the PG version, and no, no one wants the PG stuff on a weekend. So that was pretty Agreed. cool. Um, but Hayden was the only one watching, and it got to a point where we were all just like aiming for the spectator cups like as a joke. And we kept calling them Speckies, and Hayden kind of assumed this alias of of or this character <laughs> of Specky, and the, some of the stuff he was doing, like I was crying, laughing, like it was to the point where, and it, like Aaron kept thinking you were really drunk, and you obviously weren't drunk at all, which which is super he was, funny. He was clearly the most drunk one. Yeah, <laughs> he goes, he goes, oh man, you're so drunk, and you know, I was just saying the typical weird stuff that like we all say mm -hmm. together and I, he clearly did not understand our humor much no he just doesn't know like, he did not yeah. you, me and, well. you me and spike were all laughing the whole time because i was acting super drunk but mm -hmm. i like was totally sober and he <laughs> I, I what did i say i was just like specky yeah it was <laughs> hilarious and then you were, it was the point where you were like hit the next specky cup see what happens and we're like oh gosh we have to and me and spike were in like a world series against uh connor and aaron for for pong and we were up 3-0 and we literally dropped two games because i every single shot i was shooting for the spectator <laughs> specky. And, and you'd hit one and hayden be like okay here we go and smash two beers together steve austin it you waterboarded yourself <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, him, him water him waterboarding beer through his shirt was hilarious oh my god my favorite one like 
the most disgusting, be- but it's because of it being a baby beer. It was one of like the the pony beers. But yeah. you had the beer can to where your entire mouth was on it, and you just tipped your you tipped your mouth back, and it was just going straight into your gullet. And I'm like, oh my god, that has to be the most miserable thing ever. But it was terrible. <laughs> All for Specky though. It was so All funny though. Spe- yeah, Specky had a good weekend. But all right, well, before moving into the bulk of the show, just a friendly reminder that if you're picking up what we're putting down this week, we obviously encourage you to subscribe on any of our podcast platforms, and that is iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Spreaker, and the newest additions, I couldn't think of it last week, is Stitcher, and then TuneIn Radio. And of course, leave a review with what you like or don't like. A really quick thanks to the generous people that left us some great constructive reviews last week. It's really helpful. We're trying to push our way up the trending page into the what is it new and noteworthy right new and noteworthy on itunes so of course all feedback's appreciated whether it's positive or negative and if you have any ideas for future content topics or if you just want to ask us questions to be featured in one of our episodes hit us up on instagram uh we're also on twitter and facebook at vacant house pc Uh, i know we're talking about getting some of our instagram little tabs set up so you guys can suggest uh like straight ideas for content or have a question for the mailbag so we're going to get that all up and and drill down in the next few days but yeah just feel free to hit us up we're always looking for suggestions and our topic backlog grew a little bit this weekend so that's good Um, absolutely but we were really scraping the bottle of the barrel the last few days or the last few weeks so of course anytime that you guys have anything that you think would be a good idea please shoot it our way so as promised Let's talk party. So I wrote down a huge list of games while I was at work um, that we probably all played at some point during our college days. And of course, they're the classics like Pong and Flip Cup, um, Ride the Bus. I'm sure a lot of people have played King's Cup. But of that list, are there any that stand out to you guys like for your experiences and like things that you thought were like the game in college or you have some funny stories with? I guess we'll start with you, Hayden. Oh, man, probably quarters. <laughs> and I, I'll tell the story of the Vlad, the Vlad, uh, what was it, Vlad Handle night, uh-huh. where we went to Joshua Kutz's room, and all the guys that hung out there, Jamie, Toro, Davini, Andrew, Kutz, or Kutz, yeah, Kutz and uh, Sterner, Sterner, all the all boys, those guys. yeah, and it was probably third or fourth week of freshman year and everyone thought it was cool to mix everything with vlad but (laughs) unfortunately that night unfortunately that night i decided you know what i'm too drunk to go and get a mixer so i'm just gonna take this bottle of vlad out and i go to kutz's room and of course you get suckered into the quarters table Especially when they see you're drinking only a handle of Vlad. You have a walking target on your back. <laughs> you do. You really do at that point. Yeah, yeah. You're the you are the freshman in the room at that point mm. for sure. So they I basically walk in and we sit down, start playing quarters, and they keep hitting me over <laughs> and over <laughs> and over and over again. And at one point What's the one where you have to finish your drink? It's when you stop the quarter. When they when you stop the quarter. Well, mm-hmm. they weren't. They would stop it and then they like throw it down to be nice. Mm-hmm. But it got to the Kutz, and I knew Kutz had a devious look on his face. 
he <laughs> hit that core. And of course, at that point, I'm already so gone that I have to. I, I just am going to drink regardless. And he, he stopped that quarter perfectly. And he just looked at me and gave me the most menacing smile I've ever seen in my life. And I just, I put the bottle to the lips and, and let it flow, let it flow. Yeah. Flew, let it flow. And let's just say that night ended up in the bathroom and it yeah, was not good. That is rough. I kind of have a similar story with, with quarters because we always went to the American House basement freshman and sophomore yeah, year. Yeah. We would always play quarters down there. And in the spring semester, I would I feel like it was a probably five or six week stretch where we always literally we'd pregame in our room and then we'd go to American House and then we'd come back and drink up in Janoko's room or drink in our room or go to like I guess rugby room was a thing then. But American House basements were pretty much always quarters on that big wooden table they had down there. And uh, that was whenever John Mike started introducing us all to what he calls Dew-Laid, which is you take a two liter of Mountain Dew and you pour it out till it's to the, at the top of the label. Then you put two Kool-Aid packets in and fill the rest up with Vlad and shake it up. And that's Dew-Laid. Oh, oh. I drank a lot of Dew-Laid freshman year. Hey, Dew-Laid is actually really good. Dew-Laid's not that bad, but it really screws you up. Yes. And, and where I was going, Dew-Laid, I drank a lot of Dew-Laid freshman year. I would probably drink – there are nights where I would finish it and they would not end in, in good nights because <laughs> you, that's a lot of Vlad and that. That's probably the equivalent of like eight to ten shots of Vlad. Plus you're yeah. drinking beer and stuff because you're not just chugging Dulade straight or at least you're not supposed to. Um, but JM would make it for everyone and then he'd maybe drink every once in a while. But Craig got to the stretch where we called them Craig pours to where Craig would pour halfway down the label. And then he would fill it with Vlad and he would kill one and a half, two of those every single weekend. And those were some of the funniest weekends, but also some of the like most ridiculous, insane. That's like finding him in the shower, in in the wrong shower kind of, kind of weekends. Uh, So there's a lot of stories with that, but uh, no, I remember we played quarters and I brought my thing a Dulade and I thought it was cool back then. And we were, we were freshman year. I was like, Oh, solo cups. I'm going to look cool with this red solo cup. So I bring a stack of solo cups and my thing a Dulade. And it was probably like, I hadn't played quarters really that much, um, but we got down there and I remember it was Pyle, Schober, I think you were down there, Snook, I know Frank was, and then it was Kate and Brittany because it was a few weeks after uh-huh. I met Brittany, and uh, and Martell was there too, it was whenever Martell transferred in, and Martell, uh, it, would, it kept going around, and Jopo too, if you remember Jopo, but uh, it kept going around and those two kept getting it to me, and I would pour into my cup, but if my cup was empty... They would say that, okay, well, your cup's empty. Your your container, your drink is now the Dulade bottle. So when they stop it, you're chugging straight from the Dulade bottle. And it was one of the, it was the same kind of similar night that you had to where, like, you're sicker than, than sick. It oh, was, it's not good. No, you're either sicker than sick or you're ridiculous and you find out about it in the morning and then you're also mm-hmm. sicker than sick. Like, there's, yes. you, you catch it all. Yeah. My game is shocking. This is shocking. I don't know if you guys can guess my game. Hmm. <laughs> it's uh, beer hockey. pong. <laughs> beer pong for Spike. <laughs> well, who would have thought it? <laughs> no. Um. I remember. So I didn't really drink. And you guys know this too. You guys know I'm not mm-hmm. lying. I didn't mm-hmm. really drink until I was 20 years old. Yeah. You would um, always just drink sodas at camp. And then uh, there, there were a few nights where you would fill up. We would have our empty beer cans. We'd wash them out. And then we'd fill up, fill them up with soda. And, you, <laughs> and was it Mitch that you would try to convince? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, those were great. And and it wasn't, but I wasn't like the kind to like judge either. Right. I just didn't, I just didn't want to. Like I still had a great time with all you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember, and this, so this is before I started the drink, but I remember me, Mitch and Brock went to the uh, Logan Valley Mall in Altoona. And we went to the Spencer's and we saw a beer pong table. And Brock was like, oh my gosh, Brock and Mitch were like, oh my gosh, we should get this for the apartment. And I was like, I mean, go ahead, but I don't, I have never played beer pong in my life. Like, why would I play this? It was water pong, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, don't worry, we'll pitch in, we'll buy it, and we'll just start playing. And literally within the first game, I was just really good at it. I, mm-hmm. I don't have any explanation. So then as time went on, I just got really, really good. And then when I started to actually drink, my competitive nature came out and I pretty much turned into a professional pong player who let you know that I'm a professional pong player. Without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Without when, a when freaking I, doubt. Whenever I, whenever I, uh, so I'm usually, I'm usually fine. I'm usually fine. If, if we're just having like a fun game, people are laughing or whatever. But when people start saying things to me or giving me looks, for some reason, I feel like I have to let people know that I'm I'm good. I don't know why. I don't know. Oh, man. No, Spike on the Pong Table is something else. Because it's either, there's times where it's like very lax and you're just, you just feel like you're playing a nice, it's always competitive. Like no one yeah. wants, goes to a Pong Table and it's like, oh, we're going to lose. But you go up there and you're always a little competitive. But as the night goes on, everyone gets more and more competitive. But Spike has this little notch that you can twist that he just becomes like, <laughs> If he loses this pawn game, his life is over. Like yeah. <laughs> that's the equivalent of it. Yeah. Um, which... But if I, but if I, uh, like, like for example, um, we were playing a pong match against Aaron and Connor, mm-hmm. and we were down to our last two redemption shots, and you missed the redemption shot, mm-hmm. and then I, and then I hit two in a row to send it to overtime, mm-hmm. and it's moments like those where I have to scream and let people oh, know yeah. I just did that to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No, I, I, but when, when you're on that end of things, yeah, you're so about it. I'm so about it. I remember the, uh, I think it was our second state patties. We went to that random house with Orndorff. <laughs> yeah. That was the most ridiculous pong game I've ever played. And the kids we were playing knew that that was the most ridiculous what, match what ever. Happened again? It was, it went redemption. Wasn't it like, wasn't it five, like four in a row? It was four or five. It was absolutely insane. So it was 10 cup pong and it, it went to overtime. I think. We won, and then they hit it to send it into overtime, and then we went six cup, and then you hit one to send it, or you hit redemption to send it to three cup, and then it went shandies, and then it went another shandies, and it was to the point where like I was doing my part. It wasn't a carry. I was doing my part throughout the match, but I could never hit that last cup, and they would always think it. I think the last two or three rounds, they sunk it before us, and you hit a redemption every single time to the point where... Those guys were like, who is this kid? And it would, and I was like, in moments like that, like, you're so about it. Like, you don't care what anyone else thinks. Like, no, it feels like, it feels like an upset and not, not just you, like everyone. Like, yeah. it feels like an upset. It feels like a, a sports, like a top sports moment forever. Cause it's like this, this comeback story that you never think is possible. Uh, but yeah, that was, and then we ended up the winning cra- that, but the crazy thing man. was, and this is the only part that I remember, not because I was super drunk. I just the whole day is kind of like a blur because mm-hmm. you're doing so many things and walking so far. Mm-hmm. The yeah. only thing I remember about that apartment was the, like the aftermath of hitting those shots. Like I remember just like nobody was really watching our game 
and then mm-hmm. towards the end of like the third overtime, everybody was watching it. Yeah, whenever, it was the never, focal point. And whenever Wait, we would hit those there. shots, people were going crazy. Yeah, you were there, Hayden. Yeah, I forgot you were there, I was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, my gosh. and, and, and that remember was, that because we went that, up to a random apartment. Mm-hmm. Remember that kid flipped me off, and I was really pissed off. Yeah. Oh yeah. So every time I'd hit it, I I just kind of <laughs> gave him that look, like keep flipping me off. I dare you. Oh yeah, and those those are the absolute best, and that's kind of how it was with Aaron this weekend. Like, there's always to to trigger something like that in people. There's always someone that like makes you mad, whether it's like an arrogance or like it's something they say. To where, like, if you lose that match, you feel like they beat you as a person, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. like, it, there's nothing better than beating that person. I feel it like, I feel like yeah. Bargo, you and I were kind of like that with Spike for a little bit. Because whenever oh, yeah. he would get on his role, me and you and I would get so pissed at him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would be so mad at you, Spike. Just because oh, you were acting like a fool. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. whenever you'd be beating us real bad in Pong. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, and man, some of that comes with, like... I think you said uh, this past weekend, you were like, you just expect, you expect to be good at that. And like, I do. And, and that's how I completely understand. Like you are really good at Pong. So if you're missing some, like you feel like it's on your back kind of deal. Yeah. And so like, I know times we played at the cabin, whether you were with Brock, which is the most loaded team ever. Like when we, when we came over <laughs> so to your, uh, to your place in Altoona for, was it your birthday when I came with Orndorf and we had the yeah. pizzas? I think it was yeah. your birthday. Um, you and Brock played together and I think you had the table the entire night until we went and played like Schmadden or something. You played Schmadden with Schmadden with Mitch Kitten. Mitch Kitten. And he, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that was not good, right? <laughs> no, that was not good for him. Yeah. 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 But, but I was, I was saying how you and I kind of got over that because now we yeah. know that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and the reality of it. Yeah. And the bad thing is like, I don't, I don't, I don't. I can't really control it either because like I'm mm-hmm. fine like I'm usually fine like if me if if you guys came over right now and we played it I would honestly be fine mm-hmm. but it's when it, it's like those high stakes there's a couple of beers involved mm-hmm. and I feel like someone isn't really attacking me but they're trying to provoke me mm-hmm. like I I can't help myself I can't help but to hit it and then let them know that I hit it mm-hmm. oh and those t- to me those kind you like the type of person you are with that is my trigger, which is why I, I react so much whenever you kick my ass in Pong. <laughs> and, and I know we've had talks about that before. Yeah. But like yeah. the type of person that you're not, which is definitely a lot worse, is like I always use Tron as an example because he always comes to mind. But if Tron loses a Pong match, he'll say elbows, he'll say uh, you pussy, he'll say all these different things. Yeah. Like this straight hurling insult as opposed to like someone who just sits back and like, they're looking at you dead in the eyes like, oh, I beat you. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I just kicked your ass kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bargo, you definitely got to tell the spoof story. One of the greatest spoof stories of all time. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can. I don't really remember that many that many details about it. <laughs> I know it was in our room, right? Or was that up in – was that in your room junior year? That was – no, that was uh, sophomore year. No, but that was freshman year in our room. Was it freshman year? Yeah, be, we're talking about the same story, right, with Phil? Yes. Yeah, where he destroyed the living room. Yes. And, and then he, pissed he, on he... my bed. But <laughs> 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 well, was that the night that uh see I'm think I might be thinking of something else because I think it was Alexis that had like a little nice like chalice that we played spoof out of, and Phil broke that. Yeah. 
Was that that know. was that freshman year or I don't know? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. But you have you have to tell that story because I'm really I'm pretty foggy on it. Uh, well, I wasn't even there, but I, the reason I know the story is because it c- concluded with a disappointing ending for me, and I wasn't <laughs> even there. So I'll give my my TLDR kind of summarize of, of what I remember from the story. So if you've never played Spoof before. And I, granted, I haven't played it in two years, so if someone, I'm sure Orndorff will correct me because he was like a spoof connoisseur. I think he was the one that showed us all spoof. Yeah, but, he showed us every drinking game, really. But essentially, <laughs> think about it, a lot of the drinking games we know happened because Orndorff said that, them. That is very true. That That is actually very true. Um, but, so spoof, you have a drink in the middle, and that becomes like the equivalent of like a death cup. So like kind of like a slap cup, stack cup kind of deal. Everyone pours a little bit of everything into this death cup. And the way spoof works is everyone puts their thumb on the table or on the cup. I think it's on the table. And you'd be like, three, two, one. And then you say the number of thumbs that are going to be left on the table. So let's say there's five of us playing. If you say three, two, one, three, and there's three thumbs left on the table, you're out. And the goal is to get out as quickly as possible because the very last person has to drink the death cup. So the death cup that night, and I'm sure this is how a lot of the nights were. You have a big group of people, especially if it's freshman year, because everyone was trying all sorts of different stuff. Because you'd have whoever run to the distributor and be like, you know what? Try me something. And someone like Chad Barr is going to the going there and picking something really cheap that they've never heard of before and be like, okay, here's Snook. Try Dr. McGillicuddy's tainted asshole. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like like yes. all, all these different random flavors. So I knew people, ha- there was like wine. It, the mix gets ridiculous because you have wine, you have some people that are dicks and they put Vlad in and then you're throwing in like Keystone, uh, all sorts of random stuff that tastes absolutely really disgusting. Gross. Yeah. And uh, Phil got the death cup three times in a row. Oof. So think about this with how quickly those games go. Let's say those games are like five minutes long in 15 minutes. Phil had probably had the equivalent of like seven, eight shots, a beer and a glass <laughs> of wine, which is oh. funny because that's kind of the equivalent of what Phil had whenever he went to the hospital. <laughs> Greg Race. Uh, we can tell it, that story then yeah, too. Yeah, we might save that. I want to do an episode on college, like regular college stories. Yeah. Um, yeah but again, that also that. that also is kind of a party game, like the whole idea of a crate race. But yeah, that could definitely yeah. use its whole episode. But uh, yeah, Phil got very belligerent very fast, and it's funny to see someone go from straight sober, and it happened a lot in college. Someone goes from straight sober to they don't know where they're at. And you're like, when did this happen? Yeah, you don't know when. And it's crazy. Yeah, because it's it's not like in stuff like that, you can kind of like if you see someone vividly getting like the what what you call like the death cup over and over again, you know, it's going to be bad. But other people that are just like drinking mixed drinks throughout the night and they just have a cup, you don't know how much they're actually drinking. And you go and talk to them 15 minutes later and they're stumbling all over and fumbling so it's kind of crazy how that kind of stuff hits people. But yeah, uh, Snook was not too happy uh, whenever he came back to his room because it, I think Phil was still asleep. Yeah, <laughs> Phil was still asleep and it was it was actually around like 7 p.m. And it was very early. It, yeah, it was super early whenever. But regardless, I got back and he was still sleeping. And then I asked what happened and there was towels everywhere on the floor. And I was like, oh, boy, no, what happened? Yeah. So, and, and whoever was in that room, I know I was one of them. Everyone's to blame because you never, ever, ever let someone get two or three death cups. Like I know we'd go to Kutz's room and play stack cup and to just yeah. do a quick, quick of what stack cup is. You put a bunch of different cups 
probably like 30, 40 cups around the table, and then you have a death cup in the middle. And you're filling all these different cups up. In theory, all the other cups are supposed to have like a shot of beer in them. But people would put like a little bit of wine. One person might have twisted tea and the other person has like Corona. It's all sorts of random stuff and you don't know what you're getting. And that can make you sick alone, let alone if you get the middle. Um, But you're essentially, you bounce a ping pong ball into a cup, uh, into a a stacked cup. Uh, So every time someone drinks a cup, it gets added to the stack and then you bounce it in there. And if someone caps you, you have to grab another one and drink it. And it ends up being, you have this giant like 30 cup stack to where someone's trying to get the ball in. Uh, and then the loser has to drink the death cup. And I know in Kutz's room, people like Molly and Kelsey Barth would get it all the time. And people were like, people are like in their corner, like, oh, it's okay. I'll drink some of it to where no one gets like completely belligerent because it's so exciting to see. Like there'd be people that come in like Hayden on like the night with his Vlad or like Janoko to where you're just like, I don't want him to get really sick but I really want to see him drink a whole bottle oh of blood kind of deal, you guys, right? Do you guys remember playing this, this at Altoona uh, at our uh, our Christmas party? Stack Cup. Yes. Was it Dustin that when, got it? When, and we would drink Dustin, it? Dustin didn't want to drink, so we had oh. uh, like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. I forget, someone got it all. The, I think whoever whoever had Dustin as the replacement had to drink so much. I feel like it was, it was Phil and me were kind of splitting back and forth. But yeah, that was that was an interesting night because that might have been one of the first times that was Christmas freshman year, Chris sophomore year, sophomore year. Yes, because I remember our camp parties um, after freshman year were like the wildest of the wild because yeah. it was everyone coming back. Like we drank a little bit senior year and Spike didn't, but we yeah. all drank a little bit. Uh, but once you got to college, like everyone. Everyone comes in like they know, like they've drank forever and the amount of different like stories you have and and games you play, you bring it back. And we brought all this back to the cabin and we would have some ridiculous nights. I know uh, freshman year we had freshman year summer into sophomore year, we had the the trending hashtag of find someone. So it was find Noah, find Craig, find it always be someone different because that was the person that went too hard (laughs) that night and they were on the couch. And everyone would get around them and take a picture together. Like those nights were, <laughs> were great. Um, and it was inevitable. That was a real bad streak for, I think me and Phil in particular, because I can't think of a single night we went to camp between freshman and sophomore years that we did not puke. <laughs> like oh, it yeah. was very, very, very bad. So but. I feel like since we're talking about camp, we have to tell the random story, correct? Oh gosh, you have to. So, so <laughs> for everybody Spike, who first know, off, Spike thought this was a great idea. And I, it was and a I great was, idea. It was a good idea. And I was behind you. But at the end of the day, like right before we were driving out, I remember telling you, I was like, so uh, this is going to be interesting because it was, yeah, you can go ahead and tell how many random people were there. <laughs> so I think, so I th- so just to start out, I think everybody can tell that we're pretty like outgoing. All three of us are outgoing guys. Mm-hmm. We all like to talk to people. If you put us in a room with strangers, we're going to be fine. And so... I was like, Bargo, why don't we just have a couple of our like core friends go out to camp, but then just invite random people. And now when I say random people, I don't mean a random, like a random group of friends. No, I literally mean like individual random people who don't talk to each other or us really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was like me, Bargo and Mitch of the friend group. And then everybody else was just super, super random. They didn't talk to each other. They didn't talk to us. I don't even know why they came, really. Yeah. So to I be remember. With you. I remember Ryan Yoder. So Lauren and Courtney were there too, right? 
Yes. So I remember, I think how this whole weekend started was we would have trips that were very sporadic and we were normally pretty good about that. But I think we, we had the idea of going out to camp and it was like two or three days before and we texted everyone and so many people couldn't go. Hayden yeah. couldn't go. Noah couldn't go. Brock Jared couldn't go. go. Brock couldn't go. So it was literally you, me, and Mitch. And yeah. he was like, you know, instead of it just being us or us not going, let's just invite a bunch of random people. Yeah. So I started going down my phone list. And and when you say very random, like there were a few people like I'm pretty close with Lauren. Yeah. At one like, point, we're, like, we're close yeah, with Lauren and Courtney mm-hmm. and I was I'm, I'm close with Gravy. Mm-hmm. But I was close with Ryan Yoder. Yeah. We both like, like worked in Pittsburgh. But they were but they were still just like they didn't mix with each other, though. No. So they all so they all knew us. So I just remember we we met up at Tom's because we were kind of like the leaders of the night, you know. Oh where, yeah, we had to like, be. <laughs> we had to be. And I remember you saying, "So who's the final list?" And I I listed it off to you, and we were both like, "Wow, this is oh, going boy. to be interesting." So we so we get up to camp, and everybody's up there, and everybody is like not talking to each other. So after about five minutes of like me going around trying to like, "Hey, how you doing? Good to mm-hmm. see you again." I go up to Bargo, and I was like, "Bargo." we have to do something about this. And we're kind of sitting there thinking like, what can we do? And we instantly both at the same time, I think we're like, let's play flip cup. And it's Mm -hmm. amazing because after like 20 minutes of playing flip cup, we were all happy. We were all best friends. We, none of us were drunk. It Mm -hmm. was just more of like, we all found this common goal, this common thing. And now we're completely fine. It was like, it was night and day and it ended up being one of the better nights out of camp. Yeah. So to preface that too, it could not have gone worse at the beginning. Like Spike and yeah. I were both yeah. trying to like mix people up and everything, but it was also like three degrees out of the cabin and I could not get the heat going. <laughs> that was like, absolutely. So everyone's like freezing. I think Lauren put a picture on Instagram that was like sub zero camp doesn't stop us. And it was yep. those two and Molly who they never really talked like no. the, the exaggeration of randomness if you literally took Mifflin County High School, our, our senior class, and said ten random people, and you pulled put, people put at your, random, yeah, put your put that your is finger on a random who was picture. there. Yeah, that put was your finger on a random picture there. in your book. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, it ended up being a, a fairly good night and a very interesting night to say the least. Um, there was a lot of random stuff that went on, but yeah, I, I know we spent a, a long. I was trying to get the damn heat going because at that point, like it, it's winter time, it's it's so cold. And how can you get people to drink cold beers or in other drinks whenever it's freezing cold? So I think, uh, like Spike said, the flip cup kind of got everyone like up and moving, talking to each other, all aligned with a common goal. And it also got the adrenaline flowing a little bit. So you weren't as cold. It was, it, it was, was a really good time. I was really happy that worked out though. Cause that had mm-hmm. like, I didn't think it would be an issue. And about five minutes into it, I was like, this is bad. Yeah. Yeah, like bad. everything that could have went wrong went wrong to start yeah. just because of the heat. And the worst part about that is uh, I remember I talked to my dad afterwards. I was like, oh, yeah, the we're out of like propane. Like there's no like there's no way there's anything or out of gas. There's no way that there's anything flow into that heater. And he's like, oh, did you take your finger and, and wipe the uh, like the igniter spot? Because he said spiders will go in there and like lay eggs or like have webs to where the igniter doesn't actually spark. Or it sparks, but there's no gas coming through because something small is covering it because the hole's so minuscule. Yeah. And I remember the next time we went out there, he hadn't gone out. Literally took my finger over it, and it started up right away. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? Exactly. 
I remember going to bed that night pretty freaking cold. Oh, and then yeah. I woke up the next morning and I was just like freezing my butt off. And then, Bargo, a little bit of beef with you. Mm-hmm. Do, you do you remember what happened that morning? We, we woke up and we're like, man, it is so freaking cold in here. And then we open your door and your and your room is freaking warm because you because <laughs> you have it. You have a space heater in there and you shut your damn door. Yeah. So I wasn't coherent uh, enough that night to really think about everyone else. I was just kind of like, you know what? It's really cold. I'm going to bed. <laughs> I want to be warm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had the space heater there. I think at one point, like, uh, we ended up plugging the space heater in really early on after I realized the heat wasn't going to work and we had the door open and it was propped there. But when I went to bed, that thing was closed and it was in my room and I felt oh. it, I was like in an oven. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Uh, man. It's okay. But yeah, some of these games, like talking about these stories, like some of these games like have so many different stories tied to them that we haven't even got into. Some that we don't even all know about. Like, oh, you could do you could do three or four episodes on these. Oh, I mean. a hundred percent. Like quarters itself, quarters and pong are like the two staples. The amount of pong stories that I can tell. Hayden and I, our freshman year, were in a pong tournament. Oh no and Hayden and I were not great at Pong. We were good at Pong, but we were not great at Pong. So whenever we had the tournament come out, it was in our room, and I remember it was a big deal because Ward and Wilt and all those guys came out, and they never came to East. Um, And it's kind of funny, like, looking back at that, like, how cool it was for them to come out, and then I thought our senior year, like, we rarely went to East, like, anyone that I live with, like me, Burnick, Ben, JM, all those guys, and when when we would go... We felt like celebrities because everyone was like, oh, my God, they're here kind of deal. But uh, no, the, all those guys were out and about and everyone was in the Pong tournament. And first round, we were put up against Andy and Anton, who were the favorites to win by far. Those guys would run the table every single weekend um, and they would always talk about it. And so Snook and I played them first round. And of course, they're talking smack and we're just kind of taking it. And we went on a tear. I think Hayden was heating or was on fire at one point to where he yeah. hit like three in a row. Like we were doing really, really well to where we were playing 10 cup. And it was probably at one point two cups to like seven or eight. Like we were killing it. But we could just not hit those last two cups. And let me know if I tell the story wrong. But what I remember was uh, there was something going on where they were talking about like a certain rule or something, which which wasn't right. And they distracted us. And I had Andy had already shot his shot and Anton still had the ball and Andy was like, oh, ball back. And I wasn't even thinking and I gave him the ball back and they both sunk the balls, balls back, uh, had like two cups left. And I was trying to, to finger one out or block a shot or something. And I hit the ball into the cup and we lost. Oh, that's heartbreaking. I will never forgive you for that. Was that was that accurate? Was that how that went down? Let me tell you something. That day could have infinitely changed the way people looked at us on campus. <laughs> you know that? Oh my God. Do you realize how how popular we would have been if we would have beat them? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm serious. Think about it. Think about how much value that had winning that tournament. That's true. Well, they, they ended up getting second, I think. I think they yeah. lost to – there was some random team. It's probably Connor Murphy and someone. It was a random team that – that people did not expect to win and they, or no, it was, it was Lear and someone maybe yeah. Lear and Joey Gamble or yeah, it was, uh-huh. it was a, a ridiculous. No one expected Re- them to win. Regardless. No, it, it was Scotty Liebel. It was Scotty Liebel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People, 
people were expecting Anton and who was it? Anton and Anton and Andy and Andy. Yeah. They were expecting them to win. Mm-hmm. And if we would have took them down first round and got them out of the tournament, they would have been so disappointed. That is very true, but it's, and I love Anton and I love, I loved Andy and, but like, I wanted to beat them so bad. And Bargo, you just crushed my soul. Mm-hmm. I crushed my own soul too that night. And that was probably, that was probably one of those nights where I was sicker than a dog. I think you went to bed after that. I think you were just like, I'm over this. Yeah, I quit. I went, <laughs> I'm not I went, doing I went home. Yeah, yeah. I got so mad. I went home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason. That wouldn't have changed all that much. Cause we probably would have lost the next round anyway to someone like Downey <laughs> that just randomly. Like Kelsey and Jada. Yeah. Like someone like that. And then it wouldn't have mattered, but yeah, that was really upsetting. And then, I think it was sophomore year that Spike and Orndorff were a team in the tournament, and they lost was, first round. Yeah, well, to be fair, we at least I wasn't because I just played on our table back in Altoona. Mm-hmm. It was like, what was it, like 12 cup pong? It was 10 cup. It was 10 cup. The table was like up to my like chin, mm-hmm. and it was so long. Mm-hmm. So I remember getting there, and like my first couple shots were like, a foot or two just in front of every cup like it was it, it took me about half a round to get used to it and by then it was just it was just over and i remember mm-hmm. being so mad that night yeah well it was funny because that kind of created the whole orndorff carrying or you carrying orndorff thing which which i did know, shout out to isaac orndorff uh, don't you ever text <laughs> don't you ever text me again saying that i didn't carry you i carried you <laughs> Should we start talking about uh, how you guys created Schmadden? So w- one of the things I, I wanted to talk about yeah. in this podcast was kind of pitching a party game that we didn't really play um, or one that we've created or you've heard about like since we haven't really talked that much uh, about <laughs> about games. So Spike and Orndorff created this game, Schmadden. And prior, I remember I had class, Spike came up, and I just remember both of them were like, a few beers deep playing mad and I was so confused and yeah, kick it off. So I came up, uh, like an early afternoon on a Friday. Um, I, I had just, I had just met your roommates, which were Orndorff and Aldo. Mm-hmm. And I was comfortable enough to just kind of hang out with Orndorff because you guys were both at class. And I remember us sitting there and he was like, Hey, are you done for the weekend? I said, yeah, what's up? What's up, buddy? And he, he goes, you know, I'm done too. You just want to, you just want to play mad and drink a couple beers with me? I said, yeah, absolutely. And all of a sudden, we're about ready to play, and he goes, do you want to make a drinking game out of this? And I said, that would be awesome. So then throughout like the, the first game, we didn't really drink much. We just kind of each play or each down or each touchdown, each interception, whatever happened, we kind of made up our own rules. And by the end, we had a pretty good game going. And we were like, all right, let's just put this to you. So then the next game we played, and a funny story is that uh, two weekends in a row we played this game. Both times I beat him pretty badly, and he was screwed up both times. <laughs> and two weekends in a row, him and his girlfriend broke up <laughs> because of it. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, bad weekends. <laughs> they were, for him, they were Two some weekends in a weekend. row they broke up. Two weekends in a row they broke up. Yeah, so the first weekend they broke up um, because she thought that he drank too much. and Which was that- fair. Which was fair. If that if that's and her assessment, that because, was fair. Because I remember we it was like, like four that. it was like four o'clock in, in the afternoon. He was he was pretty trashed. And I came up then the next weekend, and again, you guys had your Friday classes, and we were like, let's do it again. 
And it, literally the same exact thing happened the next weekend. She thought that he said, no, I don't drink too much. And then they broke up. And this time it was for good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was sophomore year. Now it's been what? Six years past that five years. Past, no, four years past that five mm-hmm. years. Four years. And I mean, we still play that game. Like it is a fun game. It was definitely dangerous. I remember uh, when you guys came up for St. Patrick's Day, the one the one year and Phil played. And within the first like five minutes, he had to like chug like five beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think you what, what's what's funny is I got there and you guys were like, yeah, we're playing this game. And you were telling me all these different things. And I was like, I'm confused. Like, what are the rules here? So then I literally opened a Word document and I was like, yep. tell me what all these rules are so I can keep track of them so I can like make sure you guys are drinking when you want to. And we made this like nice fancy document out of it. And it's funny because I remember we printed these out and I had them sitting on our uh, like our little mantle like desk there. And I know Gorky and Tim, I think it was like the second weekend you were up or the second time that we ever really played. Uh, yeah. And they were like, oh, yeah, wh- what is this? And we were, we were playing and Isaac was drinking and we were all pretty screwed up. And they created their own sub game out of it called Schmen CAA, which is 10 times more lethal than Schmadden because yes. NCAA is just so score heavy. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, a lot of this is sips. So, like, if you get a first down, you sip. If you get a sack, or if, yeah. someone, if someone sacks you, you sip. Like, all the negative things. Pretty much any negative play that you can have. Mm-hmm. But what gets dangerous, so let's say Spike scores a touchdown. I chug for seven seconds. You, you chug the difference in score, and if you're up, you only chug the max of seven seconds. But where it gets dangerous, like, you could have a high-scoring game, but turnovers are the absolute worst oh, yes. because you have yes. to chug a beer. So if you get really far down, so the way I would play, and obviously I'm trying to win, but the way I would play, because there were different like post-game things. So if you lost by 13 points or less, you only had to chug one beer at the end. If, so if you lost, in general, you had to chug a beer. At uh, least if, you beer. Lost, if you lost by at least two touchdowns, you chug two beers. And if you got shut out, you chug three. So I was kind of always playing conservatively where I wanted the yes. game to be close, but I didn't want to just lob the ball up and, and get picks. And that's where Isaac was different. Because Isaac wanted to win no matter what. And he didn't yes. care too much about the alcohol. So if I was up two touchdowns or Spike was up two touchdowns or Hayden was up two touchdowns, he'd lob it down the field to someone. And uh, and then it would be an interception. He has to chug a beer. So you could and then, you could lose this game by three points. And, and be screwed up. And can be completely screwed up. And, that's, and, and the that's person the whole, might not drink, drink at all, really. That's the hilarious thing is that, so just so, just so people know, just because that, that might not have sounded like too lethal. Mm-hmm. So just take this, for example. Say you're losing 21 nothing, And you're like, okay, I need to be aggressive here because obviously I'm losing. I want the other person to drink a little bit. So you decide to throw up a bomb and it gets intercepted. And not not only is it picked, but it's for a pick six. So you would chug that beer for the interception. And then because now you're losing 28, nothing, you have to chug for 28 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then the game ends and and you lost by more than 14 and you chug two beers. Yeah. It gets crazier. It gets crazier because if you were to go to overtime, for example, the, uh, the, the, everything would double the penalties would Mm -hmm. double. So you would take two sips. If the other person gets a first down, if you threw an interception in overtime, you have to chug two beers. If say, say you are, say it is zero, zero going into overtime and you end up losing in overtime three to zero, that's six beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
because you're three <laughs> because beers you times out. the two. So yep. that's why, and this this is kind of funny because people wouldn't believe me after we say how competitive I am. When it comes to Schmadden, though, I'm a completely different person mm-hmm. because I'm okay if I lose. I am yeah. the type of person <laughs> who will dink and dunk every single play, like mm-hmm. three-yard slants, take up five minutes of the clock just so you can't make me drink. So if I lose six to three, I'm completely fine. Because yep. I know how dangerous that can be. If, you, if you're if you going to get competitive and you're going to try to win, usually it ends up bad for you. And I think it was Snook. Let me know if I'm wrong. But there was a game that you played, Orndorff, where Sammy Watkins was just completely tearing everything apart. Like, I think, I'm pretty sure I'm spot on here. But I think you would literally chuck it up to Sammy Watkins and Orndorff's DBs would fall down every single time. <laughs> and the, the equivalence... It was and, me. It was yeah, me. I think, I think it was. The, the equivalence of like, and I know we keep saying Isaac and how he keeps getting scored on, but it's just like he he played the game differently than everyone else to where people were really conservative and he was an all or nothing kind of person when it came to this game. So like the complete opposite of what Spike was. So mm-hmm. he was always the favorite person to play and to watch play because you got to see a lot of, of like a lot of drinking, a lot of risk chugging. reward. It was risk, risk reward. reward. Absolutely. Yeah. See, I think, I think Isaac viewed it as, I'm playing this game to get as messed up as possible. <laughs> and someone like Spike views it as I'm going to get through this game to drink as least as possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there were games where Isaac and I played that we probably went through seven, eight, nine beers. Because I, when I first started playing this, that's exactly how I played too. Because I was like, oh, I want to win. If I lose, I have to chug a beer. But <laughs> you think about the risk reward. It's like, okay, well, if you lose, let's say you try to, you're trying to win and you throw three picks. You now have to chug four beers instead of just chugging one beer. But that's you know the crazy I mean? thing is yeah. that you could you could win and still drink a lot less than the other person. Oh yeah. You mean you can lose? Or yeah, yeah. you, you yeah. could lose, and and still drink a lot less than the other person, or you could win and drink more. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how it works out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such a great game though. We absolutely, you guys pioneered that game, and we kept it going. And I know a lot of people now that play Schmadden or the equivalent really? of that. Yeah, absolutely. So like I know we played that with uh with NFL Blitz. We've played that with NFL Street, which is really stupid. Don't ever do that because everyone you get power ups yes. to where people fumble and then you're just chugging beers. Very very. I've bad actually idea. I've actually done it with uh, live NFL games. Really? So, yeah. So you. Oh you man, just, that's a good uh, idea. So you pick you just pick an NFL you pick a game, um, preferably one that you're not emotionally invested in, mm-hmm. and before the game you pick your team the other person gets his team and you play and you drink for that team that is a great idea i like that a lot. right that's a great mm-hmm. idea big fan so my party game I, I have three so obviously i was digging up like all the different party games we played and and ones that um that i really remember from college that we could like look at and get some ideas about um but i i found a lot of different games while i was going through a lot of them were like the equivalent of, of a game we play. So King's Cup, a lot of people call that Ring of Fire. I never heard that before. Some people call Stack Cup, Slap Cup. There's just a lot of different variations of some of these games that mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what's this? And then it's the exact same game with a different name. But there were two that I saw that were pre-existing that seemed pretty interesting. One was called Bones, to where you just have two dice, and you're sitting in a circle, and you roll the dice. If it's an even number, you drink. If it's an odd number, you create a rule. So you just keep going around in a circle. So you're either drinking or you're creating a rule. So it's like the same type of rules as uh, Cheers to the Governor. And Spike, yeah. I know you never played that. So I'm, I'm going to give you a quick rundown on what Cheers to the Governor is. 
So everyone sits in a circle and you're counting your way to what I believe is 21. And the only difference is that seven and 11 are switched. And I've seen people play it different ways to where it's like eight and 12 or, or different, whatever. So if it's just us three, I'd say one, you say two, Hayden says three all the way to six. And then you would say, instead of seven, you'd say 11 and then you'd go nine, 10, seven, and you'd count all the way. And when you get to 21, the person after that says, cheers to the governor and they create a rule. So they can say 12 instead of it being 12 is now some random word like ball sack, you know? So yeah. then you're going around and you have to remember all these different things. And it's really, really funny to start the game. And then everyone's just like casually sipping. It's not like a get screwed up kind of game, but if everyone's casually sipping and you're playing that for like an hour or so, like with different games, there ends up always being one person that's really bad, whether or not like their memory is just bad or they're drunk enough to where they're bad to where they're yeah. always screwing up consistently in the same exact place, which is really funny. Um, but with this bones game, I thought that I thought it sounds pretty neat because it, I feel like it'd be such a, this quick game to where like you're just rolling. If you drink or if you get that even number you drink, otherwise you create a rule to say every time you drink, you have to drink twice or uh, every time the person to the left of the person rolling the dice has to have their left hand up or else they have to drink too, or something like that to where it's just like having to remember. I like all the brain games that involve like drinking games that involve using your brain a little bit. Cause I feel like it's few and far between. So it sounds like a decent, one. I think I might've played cheers of the governor one time up to Nieta. That sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like you would have, it surprised me whenever you said you hadn't heard of it, but the, um, the rules thing going around, like mm-hmm. I feel like it was one of those times where I played it, just never knew the name of it. Yeah, or or you were just in the room whenever we were playing it, and we played it for like 10 minutes or something, and then we went and did something else. Yeah, that would make sense. So this other game, I found this one on Reddit. It's called Hermitage, and (laughs) it seems really interesting. So for like 30 minutes, you go into – everyone goes into their rooms or a room with a handle and a case of beer or whatever, whatever alcohol you want. And the lights are off. You don't have your phone. You have nothing. And you just drink in silence for 30 minutes. Okay. Just drink, just drinking by yourself in the dark. That's strange. And very no strange. talking, no talking, no, no talking. You're in different rooms than everyone else. You're just oh, drinking, okay, you're just okay, drinking okay. in the dark. No I didn't know if it was like teams or what. Okay. No, that's why it's called like hermitage, like hermit. Okay. So you're drinking by yourself. And at the end of 30 minutes, everyone comes out and whoever drank the least amount has to chug like two beers or something. So oh it'd be gosh. like one of those like quick 15 minute games. And that'd be one of those games that it doesn't sound that great, but it'd be one of those games that like, that's like the, like the perfect pregame game because everyone's trying to chug. So they're not like the last person. So like everyone's already like three, four beers in oh after my. 15 minutes. I like that idea. And then my that's last one dangerous. that I came up with today, cause I was thinking like, I like games that people are talking a lot and they're laughing. The name is in progress. But I call it straight face. So you spin a bottle or a lighter, okay? So you spin something. So you're sitting in a circle, you spin something. And if it lands, so if I spin it and it lands on you, Spike, I have to say, you have to look at me with a straight face. And I have to say, I can say whatever random phrase I want. So I, so if you spun it and you looked at me, you would say a goofy phrase. What would that phrase be to try to make me laugh? Okay. Oh, you want me to say it right now? Yeah, because you're you're wacky and random. Give me a random one. Riboflavin tit syphilis. Yeah. 
Exactly. So, so if anyone Jesus cracks, Christ, if, if, if anyone if anyone cracks a smile or laughs, they have to drink, and you just keep doing that to where people are just doing saying the most ridiculous things ever. And I feel like Can I ask you so- a question. Let's hear it. Would you have drank there? I would have drank there. Yes. Okay. I, I fucking I look at you, Spike. Oh no. <laughs> I, what were you gonna say? I laugh at you, I like. I look at you and I laugh. Like just, you'd be blacked like, out drunk. Same with Bargo, though. Like I'm gonna look at you guys, and I'm. It's over for me already. It doesn't even matter what yeah. you say. No, I feel mm. the same way. I'd, I'd start laughing. Mm. And that, that's the best part about it too, because you assume you like. I kind of envision that would be the kind of game you play with people you know really well. Kind of like a quiplash or, or something like that, where it's like all inside stuff. So if yeah. I'm playing with you guys and Aldo's there, I could be like. Oh, Sheila, or or something like that, and then everyone laughs because oh, it's it's all his mom kind of thing. Like I don't know, I feel like that would be a really fun one. And if people are already like two or three drinks in, you're ten times more likely to laugh at really stupid stuff, oh, and man. it would just turn into a shit show, I guess. But those those are my three pioneering games that we may play next time we're together. Oh, that'd be awesome, Hayden. Okay, so this game that I found on the internet. I thought it was it's a very serious game that if you play it, you have to play it with people you're close with. Okay. Um, it's called Truth or Drink, and they make it, they made a YouTube series out of it. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I have not. But basically, you sit across from somebody, and you have a big series of questions, and you ask them that question, and they can either a tell you the truth or they b drink. Hmm. And it really has that side of what would what would they have said if they didn't drink mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it depends on how well you know the person depending on how personal the questions would have to be you know yeah but they they make a card game apparently with with like pre-made questions for this game so interesting yes yeah, so i think that would be fun that would be fun that would be a lot of fun actually yeah big fan of that be pretty neat yeah. A few other games. I know we're kind of hitting our, t- our time crunch, but I feel like I wouldn't do it justice if I didn't mention a few other games. So I'm just going to kind of read down this list. And if you guys have any, like, if you pl- if you haven't played it, let me know. And I'll give, like, a quick rundown of how I remember it being played. But uh, if you have any stories or memories, feel free to talk about it. So we talked about Pong, Flip Cup, Stack Cup, Quarters, and Spoof. Have you guys yep. ever played Beer Dice? No. No. So I found out about this one in Pittsburgh from a buddy named Alex, and he works with me. He brought he brings a dice everywhere, which is the most ridiculous thing ever because he wants that to is. play this game with everyone. But it, it's really funny. So we played it. I played it for the first time at my place uh, probably three, four weeks ago. I loved it. And then we played it at our potluck uh, last week. But essentially, um, if you guys have ever played beer ball to where like you're not like trying to hit the cup with your hand, you're doing it with a dice. So picture you... And a teammate are both on one side of the table with cups in the corner. And then the team you're playing, excuse me, are the exact same, but on the other side. And you have this dice. So, um, you have to throw the dice up in the air and it has to hit the table for you to score points. So, you throw the dice up. It has to go above the tallest person's eye level. You have to throw this dice up. And if you hit it on the table and it falls off the table before the other team catches it, that's a point, and you play to seven. So if you get a point scored on you, you have to drink out of your cup that's sitting there. So let's say I throw it up. You guys are on the same team on the other side. I throw it up, 
and hits the table and you guys are trying to catch it. You can only use one hand. You guys are trying to catch it and you miss it. We get a point. If I throw it up and it hits your cup and then it falls off, that's two points. If I throw it up and I sink it in your cup, there, there's an option. So it's either two points or three points and you finish your drink. So if I get it in the cup, you finish your drink and then you keep the, cu- or the, you keep the dice in the cup and you spin it around and you, sp- and you uh, throw the dice out. And if it's the exact same number as what you called out, so let's say you spin it and you say five and it's a five, it's only two points. And you play this game to seven. So I thought that's a pretty cool one. That's that's pretty out there. It's kind of a random one, but it's it's no, like pretty that. easy I to like, set up. I like the creativity. Yeah, it's kind of like in a way, it's kind of like pong, but it's yeah. with dice and it's kind of mixing everything up. So I like that one a lot. I um, feel like we would be doing our college years some injustice if we didn't mention the Power Tower. That is true. <laughs> so what movie is that off of? Do you remember? I forget what movie that is off of. Power Tower was from, oh boy. So we had our first Power Tower freshman year uh, for Colton Craig's birthday. And we had, so we had three levels in our East dorms. And it was 201, 301, 401. And I think how the actual Power Tower is supposed to work is you start in the first floor and you're playing all these different games. And if, every time you win a game, you get beads. And then you're able, if you have enough beads, you're able to move up to the next floor. We didn't execute it like that. We just kind of had mm-hmm. three different floors with three different games. But we and partying. Packed, it was and partying. It was, yeah. And we packed that place up. I think 201 was Flip Cup. That yep. was my first weekend hanging out with Brittany outside of classes. 301, we did. Oh boy, I think we had Pong, and I think 401 was just a dance room. Either yeah, that, or we, they had either that, or they had pong, or a Pong table, and they did dancing. I think I think we had quarters and quarters, uh, yes. Another another game in 301, and then uh, 201 was Slip Cup, and then the top floor was Pong and dancing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. what it was. That that was a lot of fun though. We got a lot of people out for that too, and yeah, people were were very screwed up that night as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Civil War. Um, a few people have played it that I've heard of. I know Andy and Anton used to play it, but it's literally pong, a 10 cup pong, but you have 20 cups on your side set up like two 10 cups and there's four balls and it's called civil war because once you have the ball, you throw it over and you're trying to get rid of all the cups. Like you don't, it's not taking turns. You just throw over balls as quickly as you can and you try to sink all the cups and then you have to drink all of them as it's going. Um, and then hockey, which I found out about uh, in Panama City with Butchery and, and Trone and Janoka and all those guys, Tanner. Um, you ha- And hockey is one of my favorite games to play to where you each have your own beer and that's your goal. And you have two fingers to protect your goal. So there's a quarter that people are, are – you spin it. You spin the quarter and then you flick it with one finger and you're trying to hit someone else's goal. So everyone gets these two fingers to guard their goal. But if someone, the person shooting calls your name, then you have to take your fingers off. And if they hit your cup or if they hit your beer, you crack your beer and then they spin it uh, until you, you can't stop it in this game like you would with quarters. It's kind of similar to where like you drink while the quarter's spinning. Uh, but whenever the quarter stops, then you stop drinking. The cool thing about that is you can have multiple goals to where if you finish your beer and the quarter's still spinning, you smack your empty beer on top of the quarter. And then the person that spun the quarter has to finish their beer. So once your beer is empty, so let's say you smack it down on that quarter, you get another beer and that becomes your second goal. 
and the person that spun it had finishes their beer and they now get another beer and that becomes their second goal. So you still have the two fingers. So like at the beginning, you it's pretty easy if you're not the person being called out to, to block every single shot. But toward the end, if you have three or four goals, you only have two fingers. So someone doesn't even have to call out your, your name and, and they can hit it. And the reason that matters is if I say spike and I realize that you aren't guarding your goal, Hayden, I can shoot my quarter at your beer. You drink while it spins and then it spikes turn because I called his name. Hmm, so there's a lot of strategy involved there. That's one of my favorite games uh, ever. And then card games, we got Ride the Bus, which was one of Hayden's favorites. Oh, yeah. I definitely enjoyed that my senior year of high school. <laughs> Post breakup. <laughs> yeah, that that was a good game. Uh, speed bump. Everyone's played yep. speed bump. Yep. Uh, I would always drunkenly, I would see people that are really drunk and I'd try to play super speed bump with them, which was literally speed bump, but double the cards and yep. no one ever completed it. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, man. Um, King's Cup, which was very much like a freshman, sophomore thing. And then I wrote two towers here. That's a game I made up, but we're not gonna get into that because we're kinda we're kinda crunching here. A little longer of an episode, but that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Um obviously you got Schmadden and Schmancy Double A, the Spike Salter Isaac Orndorf product. That's right. Um, drunk driving, or some people call it Birio Kart. Yep. Mm-hmm. A great game. Great game. If you, if you don't know what that is, look it up. It's it's it's, great. it's underrated. Very underrated, really and I love me some Mario Kart Double Dash, so it's good stuff. <laughs> um, power Hours, which pretty simple. Every time the song changes, you drink. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago, I played this. Normally, we just played it with beers, um, but we actually got shot glasses to where you poured your beer in the shot glass, and then you took a shot of beer, and that screws you up so much more than you think. Because in the back of my head, like as I'm doing, I've done a lot of Power Hours, but as I would do Power Hours, like you feel like you're getting fairly messed up every time you're sipping but there's not a lot of times that you're fully getting like when you sip you're not fully getting a full shot of beer so like we were like 30 40 minutes in and everyone was like when is this game gonna end no Um, (laughs) so that that's a fun one if you can find like a good power hour playlist um thunderstruck or thunder eft was always a classic in in klutz's room Uh, every time they say thunder you get in a circle every time they say thunder someone else drinks that was Whoever gets that long part was always dead. They, yep, that sucked. Yeah. So, and then uh, I have to do justice to everyone and talk about uh, Isaac's mystery game and or uh, twist the tab, whatever you want to call it, to where, how did he get you guys to start playing? Okay. So he, yeah, go ahead, Hayden. Okay, so the way the game is, is, First of all, we're not allowed to tell the rules on the podcast because then yeah. everyone would know the game. True. So, so if you want to join this game, a, let us know. Yeah, yeah, if you want to join the game, shoot us a DM and we'll tell yeah. you the secret game. But it, we'll, we'll meet it, up with you in an alley somewhere and explain it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll meet up with you in an alley with alley, with a beer. Yeah, yeah, with a beer. <laughs> um, and then of course, uh, Dizzy Bat. Dizzy Dizzy, so real quick, real quick, Dizzy Bat, uh, we played this down in Florida, me, Baldorf, mm-hmm. Harpster, and Freiberger, and all week long, Harpster and I were losing, I mean, just not even losing in Cornhole, getting demolished. <laughs> so on the very last day that we were there, we said, all right, guys, how about we up the ante a little bit, and whoever loses, both people have to do a Dizzy Bat, 
and all of a sudden me and Harpser won like five of the six games that we played and we absolutely screwed up the other two and it was amazing man that's great yeah that was always a pig roast classic for people yes. trying to do dizzy bat yep um and then the classic for camp stump 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 yeah, was great nothing better nothing's better than stump i am horrible at that game i'm also very bad at stump um mitch is very good at stump mitch is, is. very very good at stump not um, as good um at paintball but yeah that <laughs> that's awful true. At paintball. It, it's oh, funny it's awful. funny because we we jokingly said mitch was bad he was really good at paintball like we, we obviously know this he was really good at paintball the first time but the second time anytime i would get out and i'd watch mitch like everyone was getting skinny like those trees weren't that big people no. were like skinny behind the trees and mitch has his entire body but like his right hand out like in front of the tree so, like, <laughs> if people saw mitch like if there wasn't as much brush like he might as well not have been hiding behind anything yeah i agree <laughs> it's really funny but yeah we played a lot of stump uh stump is very much a mifco redneck type game not many people in the city have two tree stumps that they can stack on top of each other and and hit hit nails into with a hammer um one thing i'll say about stump that game can get very dangerous very quickly and I remember, I think the first time we played it, my car was in the carport whenever we played it. And I had no idea what those guys were doing because we had the stumps that sat out by the fire pit. And I think it was Mitch was like, oh, we're going to take two of these stumps to play this to play this game. And I was like, what is this game? And we started like everyone started throwing the hammer around. And of course, us three never played it before. So the hammers are going all over the place. And I'm like, oh, yeah, one of these times is going to bust through my windshield. <laughs> that was awesome. But. Yeah, so that that's a lot of games. We covered a lot of different games in this. A lot of good stuff. Yeah, a lot of good stories, too. A lot of good stories, for sure. So that seems like to be a wrap. Um, of course, like we said before, hit us with a like or a follow on our social media accounts, at Vacant House PC. And again, let's keep those reviews flowing to let us know how we're doing. We really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys for listening, and keep those thoughts alive. Mm-hmm.